is going on everybody it is episode 21 i do believe of the scope and this episode is going to be centered around what's going on at summer's game fest a little bit and if you noticed a familiar fit wait this way a familiar face this time buff nerd is back and i mean we should all t's and p's for buff nerd okay he, he agreed to be a co-host on the show at least for the time being till he gets tired of my crap uh but yeah so i we're gonna be seeing more regular buff nerd how's it going man good man thanks for having me back i uh, had a great time last week so i'm i'm glad to uh be joining you again and going forward got an exciting week of gaming coming up too which i'm pretty pumped for yeah, we got a lot, lot of stuff to talk about before and after. And uh, yeah, man, I, I super appreciate it. I think it's so much better uh, to have someone that can can be here a little bit more regular. And I mean, you're, you're saving everybody from listening to me try to talk for an hour straight. So, so I mean, I'm sure everyone really appreciates it. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited for it. It's so awesome uh, to, to have a co-host and uh, someone that's, uh, yeah, as good as good as you are at what you do. I'm I'm excited. It's gonna be fun. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. We're gonna have a good time for sure. Yeah, I think so. And thanks everyone for being here. If you guys are new, uh, the story is I uh, love it when you guys chat up on the screen. Except for the except for the Russian bots, you're not welcome here. Uh, but uh, yeah, we got the chat is up on the screen. So when people do watch it back as a vod, they can see what you guys are saying chat is important to us so so keep those comments coming and then at the end we will definitely uh, i hope if we have time we'll do a chat q a if buff has time um we'll, we'll sure. talk to chat yeah. a little bit at the end and that'll be pretty cool but yeah man how, how you been you, you've been going to the lake and stuff is that, is that what i'm hearing yeah i've like been, been spending this weekend up on the water a little bit so i'm a little bit uh burnt i don't know if you guys can tell on camera but yeah i got a little too much sun first big sun of the year so it was good to just kind of get out and relax this weekend starting to enjoy that summer before we get into the uh the modern warfare 2 grind coming up so T touch grass before uh that starts <laughs> that starts coming out and then we have to lock our doors and stay inside and talk about exactly. call of duty exactly nice um yeah so next week and i think i think that's kind of how this is gonna gonna shake out so like on on this episode today we're gonna talk about the three major things that we know are the three major games that are going to be talked about around the summer game but not necessarily at summer game fest because i think battlefield's just uh just doing their own thing you know they're gonna they're gonna show the world their map um so yeah, they're gonna be in that time frame, but not at Summer Game Fest. We're gonna talk about all the stuff that's gonna happen this week, what we're excited about, what we're hopeful for, and then we will bookend that next week on episode 22 with uh, what our reactions to it. Hopefully we get some, some surprises and things and we can react to those and talk about it. So basically for you guys, the best way to keep in touch with everything going on, I have to be, like the timing is unreal for me. Um, I have to be gone like all this week. So you guys, uh, Buff Nerds Gaming stuff is all in the description. So follow him over there. He's gonna keep you guys updated as stuff is happening through the week over on his channel. And then we'll kind of bookend it with another episode of The Scope. We'll get together and kind of talk about some of the surprises and things that we saw. But the Modern Warfare 2 content, uh, maybe you might talk about if Tarkov does something, or but but essentially just yep. stay, stay tuned to Buff's channel during the week. I'll be gone, but he's got you covered um, as things progress through the week. And then, like I said, next week, we'll probably try to shift. We'll have to talk to Buff, but we'll probably try to shift back to the normal schedule of Monday. And we'll we'll talk about what all went on. So I think 
that's that's how it's going to shake out um man named nobody thank you so much for the super chat that's really kind of you i super appreciate that i super appreciate the super chat yeah <laughs> there you go so all right i think that's i think that's the logistics of everything is there anything else that i'm missing that you know no i think i think you covered it all it's definitely a big week in gaming coming up and going forward we got a lot you know there's a lot that was kind of announced this week summer game fest coming up and uh definitely setting the stage for i think a good uh second half of the year for sure yeah um yeah summer game fest is going on the well i have it pulled up on the screen just look at it genius um i have their uh june 9th at 2 p.m eastern um yeah schedules up on the screen and then the the xbox bethesda showcase i kind of forgot about that is going to be on the 12th that's going to be interesting too if there's anything there and then um on their website they have a list of all the people that are going to be there but mm-hmm. i don't see um battle state games isn't on there the the devs for tarkov which is weird because they were kind of going back and forth on twitter with uh jeff Keeley and the summer game fest account like maybe something was going to be there so they might not be like a partner but i still think we might see something to do with tarkov there but they might end up doing their own they've kind of always done their own separate thing it seems i never i haven't been paying too much attention at these these gaming things that go on when they showcase all the games like e3 and stuff i feel like we've never really seen tarkov there that i remember but um it would be cool to have something. I feel like my boomer brain's trying to remember. I feel like they showed something. They showed at at one of these, like the RTX maybe coming. It was part of an NVIDIA showcase thing. Yeah, um, they might have, yeah. Or something something a uh, little like that. But yeah, I'm not I'm not sure if anything if they're gonna do anything, but it it's something it's something to keep our eye out. So let's start with um <laughs> I guess. Um, how it's going to shake out a little bit with Battlefield 2042, as we like to do on the scope. We'll keep up with traditions and talk about Battlefield for a little bit at the beginning. Um, so the rumor has it from Tom that uh, content creators are going to get their hands on the game on Monday the 6th. I should pull up a calendar. Yeah, m- tomorrow. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they get their first play test of it then. And then on the 7th, the next day is when the trailers release. So then there's going to be three trailers a uh specialist trailer a battle pass trailer and probably one covering the map so the overall season one will probably be the uh the map the one map and then um (laughs) i'm hung up on it and then uh 10 minutes or so after that tom said uh all the creators will be able to show their stuff and their opinions and everything from uh the monday sessions and then the eighth is summer game fest right and then the ninth is when season one is allegedly supposed to go for 2042 so Mm -hmm. 202 days after launch (laughs) season one baby and i don't know what do you man what do you think of them i feel like the schedule is going to go more like this the sixth they play it the seventh they talk about it and the eighth they forget about it (laughs) when the other games show their stuff but what do you think yeah it's 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 interesting timing for sure, especially I remember it's been just about a year going on a year since we had the initial reveal trailer and they're just coming out. And what's it been seven months since release? They're just coming out with season one. So I'm 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 definitely curious to see what they're doing here. And I know I have my internal in my head, my internal checklist that I have as to what I would want to see to to have me reinstall the game and and get back into it. 
so I'm, I'm curious, A, what the trailer is, what the battle pass is, um, what you're going to be able to unlock, what the new specialist or specialists are, as, as well as, um, personally, I really want to see them allow you to have the, um, the neutral or the, uh, the non-specialist skins for both of the factions. I'd like to see that be an option um, just to, for the, an immersion factor personally but and there's a lot there and then what are the weapons going to be you know we have a lot of uh of the leaks that you're showing on screen here so we'll have to see what what they have and really what's going to be on on uh or released i guess during the course of season one and when we can expect season two yeah i yeah everybody just looked in the concept art and sees those uh uh uniforms for the the bots the ai and everybody just yeah. wishes that was what everyone was wearing like battlefield one but especially yeah, with the, the trailers you know those initial trailers you saw those and I, w- I remember i saw those trailers and you saw how awesome the characters looked and i was so pumped i was like man that looks so immersive it looks great and then uh <laughs> you couldn't be them and that was I, I remember people speculating that you wouldn't be able to be them on reddit and then it turned out you couldn't so <laughs> you were locked in the specialist yeah. which kind of a kind of a bummer unfortunately kind of yeah for almost everyone i i struggle i guess it's because like people who are upset talk the most but i don't see anyone who's like man i really love these specialists like you just don't hear that um and then i'm trying to think of what else what else was going on uh, with 2042 next week? I just don't understand why they, so well, I always, you can, if you look back at my old videos, like leading up to, to the game, I was always like, man, cause I felt like the market was ready for a new battlefield and the recipe was there. And I thought we were gonna get like a battlefield 4.5 and it was gonna kill it. And I was like, man, they should just show stuff. Cause we were at the time too, if you'll remember, we were all begging for gameplay too. I was like, just show it right, right against the Call of Duty Vanguard stuff. Cause I was like, people are tired of World War II stuff. Just hit him. And Vanguard's kind of a weird deal. It's like, you're better than that. Just show it right next to him instead of going around it. And now that they're actually showing him right next to Call of Duty, I'm kind of, uh, I regret that. I don't think that's a good <laughs> idea at this point. Or maybe they have something that we're not expecting, and it's gonna just be amazing. But but I, w- I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't put all my uh, I wouldn't put all my my chips in that bag. So we'll you think, have, to, have to see. You, you're ready for them to unveil the Battlefield Three remaster coming to Portal. Everybody's gonna oh, freak man. out. If it, yeah. I mean I, that might get me to reinstall it if it's a full one to one of Battlefield Three through remastered with the 20 with like updated graphics it would be something that's for sure <laughs> have, have you seen those have you seen those uh those posts going around where everyone was showing like how many maps the games the previous games had by now yeah and, and we get one for this season supposedly is what it looks like so it's it's really weird and especially i mean you brought up a good point with 2042 revealing all their their stuff here for season one in parallel with what's going to be a big week for modern warfare two and call of duty. And it's, it's, it's weird. Cause I mean, I, I grew up in the peak of COD versus battlefield. So it's, it's almost like a throwback to 2011 and dices. It's like, are they stuck in that 2011 mentality where they can compete with COD? Cause they haven't been doing a very good job since, since probably 2012, 2013. So I'm curious really what they're going to show here and, and how it's going to going to go. I would, I would love to see them turn this around. We'll have yeah, to see. it almost it almost seems like they're about as good as reading of uh, reading the room as to other game developers as they are for their own community. 
like yeah. it just the timing doesn't seem good and along those same lines i rem like the last time i feel and you, you i see what you think about this the last time i felt like battlefield was even close and maybe one against call of duty if you wanted to put them together was like battlefield one versus infinite warfare like i was i liked battlefield one way better than infinite warfare and that that that's one of the games that actually delivered on an insane trailer battlefield one mm -hmm. it did and then uh, infinite warfare was a weak year for cod which is why they had modern warfare uh cod 4 remastered and then I think we talked about it a little bit last week. I would I would have expected Battlefield to maintain that momentum um, in those off years where we had like Vanguard, um, Black Ops Cold War. There was a bunch of years there where they I would have expected them to take advantage of that, it, even when in parallel with Black Ops Four. Um, but yeah, in Battlefield One and then Battlefield Four. I don't remember they. I think they came out against Ghost, so that was a that was pretty neck and neck. But I think Battlefield Three versus Modern Warfare Three is the biggest one that I remember, and that was just like a huge lead up to that. Like, which one are you gonna buy? And there was a a lot of a lot of attention in the media of COD versus Battlefield back then. So that was that was yeah. big. I hope we. I would be awesome if we could get back to that someday. Man, I, I just yeah, those. You just start thinking about the nostalgia when it's like they were actually yeah. competing and, and it was awesome and now it's like it's battlefield's just a shell man of what it used to yeah. be i feel like really is, but, yeah. so yeah it's gonna be funny and as i've said for a while especially on my channel it's it's like it's more entertaining to watch what they're gonna do with this game and this week is no exception it's gonna be funny almost or interesting to see like how it's gonna shake out going up against these juggernauts in terms of and and i'm I'm gonna probably look at things like player count, like is it gonna get people back into the game? And also one thing I look at that's so, you can only really look at Steam players, right? And then everyone's like, well, what about all the others? I still feel like it's a good like kind of gauge, like to an index mm -hmm. to kind of tell what's going on with overall trends and stuff like that. But at the same time, I always look at um, YouTube and Google search volume versus games and you can plot yeah. different games and gauge interest and stuff. And I'm, I'm gonna see what season one's gonna do for that. Yeah, I, I I think it was gonna be interesting, especially what the trailers are gonna show, because we had the release or the reveal trailer for the game last year, and that was so different. I felt from what the game actually ended up being. So it's just gonna be Battlefield's historically always done an amazing job with trailers. So is it gonna is it going to be another trailer that's completely different from what is gonna be delivered within the game for season one, or is it gonna be something? that's going to be pretty close because I have a feeling no matter what the trailer is going to be awesome and we're going to all look at the trailer and be like yeah. super pumped like this is exactly what we want but is it going to deliver because um that's going to be the question but I think Battlefield really rarely does a bad job with with trailers um the past 10 years so we'll have to see yeah and like how how long is dice going to get away with that with making like insane dark gritty cool trailers and then more, yeah. more people are like yeah no but it was um, so good with Battlefield 3 and 4, the trailers, even one, the Battlefield, those dark, gritty trailers worked because they fit the tone of the game. And I remember, and that was during the premium days, you were paying for the premium DLC and like the Battlefield 3 DLC. I go back and watch those trailers. Um, during the hype for Battlefield 2042, I was going back and watching the DLC for Battlefield 3 trailers and I was getting super pumped up just watching some of those trailers that they did. They were amazing cinematics and the maps and everything delivered. Uh, they had like the AC 130s. You had these crazy maps and just the battlefield moments in those were amazing. So, man, <laughs> let's hope. I hope they. I hope they prove us all wrong and really deliver something, something outstanding.
Yeah, it would be knock cool. on wood. <laughs> Yo, um, I was trying to I'm trying to remember the exact quote. So like when all this stuff was going on and we were like trying to figure out what the hell happened with that game when it came out and we're like trying to figure out what is this thing. I looked at I looked at uh, for one of my videos I looked at Glassdoor reviews where former developers could talk mm -hmm. about like what it was like working at Dice yep. and one of the things that stuck with me was they need to stop making games based on trailers and make trailers based on the games and that that was right. coming from a Dice employee that's like you need to make the games the same as the trailers essentially and I, I that really like stuck with me and that's what they did back then 2011 2012 2013 the trailers were what the, what you were going to get and there was, there was everything they showed in those trailers was was a piece of content you were going to get with that dlc and uh <laughs> it doesn't seem to be that way lately unfortunately yeah. man it's, it's sad it's like you you really i really want them to get back to the to where they were so i don't know we'll have to see hopefully um Hopefully they deliver with season one, but you also have, you know, all the new behind the scenes management and leadership roles going on within Battlefield and Dice and EA. So um, and you have a lot of former Call of Duty um, executives involved now, too. So I would expect, especially some of these guys who are working, I think, for for Division and COD during the when Battlefield was a pretty decent competitor. So um, they were definitely paying attention back then. So maybe they can kind of go back to that formula. Yeah, I I hope so. It, yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see if they turn it around or what the next one looks like. They've talked about how they're looking at changing how they develop Battlefield games from the ground up with the Vincent Pella formula and all the stuff like that in the earnings calls. So we'll definitely see. And unfortunately, I I, I, that's a good point, though. I think I'm glad you brought that up because I don't think all of those changes happen right before 2042 was coming out and during after release so a lot of those changes that you just mentioned i don't expect us to see till the next title because because then trying to incorporate all of this into the current title doesn't make sense financially i i don't think so so yeah, no. starting from scratch from the ground up and going with the new direction of, of what you want battlefield to be that makes that seems like what they're going to do so all these changes with the new management and, and vincent Pella is something i think we'll see for the next title right yeah i think i think 2042's kind of just shot its wad already and that's gonna be yeah. it and it gets it's already yep. chosen its path and it's mm -hmm. gonna have to finish it out with a few with i'm guessing four seasons and then i'm definitely expecting them to end in development on it after four seasons i'm sure but that's just all like battlefield five yeah just like battlefield five it'll be ending early and shifting out did you like battlefield five Never played it, to be honest. I, I played the beta with my buddy who was a long... Me and him have been playing Battlefield since forever. And him and I played the beta for... A, put a good amount of hours into it. And I think at the end of the week or two weeks the beta was, whatever, we both just kind of talked and we were like, nope, doesn't feel like... Doesn't feel like Battlefield from what we had played, you know, up to that point. So Yeah, the I, beta was rough. I just, I just didn't want to buy it. Um, also wasn't interested. I mean, we, we talked about a little bit last week, World War II fatigue. You yeah, know, I grew real. up with all the original CODs, um, Medal of Honor, Airborne Assault, all that stuff, just so many World War II games. So going back into World War II and having weird skins and cosmetics and not, I don't know, it just, it just is not something I'm interested in. I think there's just so much potential in the modern, the modern shooter genre right now 
and you as a development team, you have endless opportunities to expand that game. Uh, when you box yourself into a time period like World War II, you can't really do too much outside of that. And when you do, you get criticized for it for not being historically accurate and ridiculous. So it's kind of you lose 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 situation no matter what, really. What what's ironic about what you said there though is with Battlefield Five they didn't even do like those standard big battles that we've played over and over, which I kind of would have liked them to do in the Frostbite engine. And that game looks and performs so much better than twenty forty two. The beta yeah. was rough. It's in a real of course with Battlefield, so it takes them a year to fix it or whatever. But I really enjoyed Battlefield Five from a gameplay perspective. The settings and the battles that they chose to do were just weird. Um, I think yeah. they would have been great DLC. But I, I mean, I think like storming the beaches of Normandy, like that stuff you get all the time would have actually been pretty cool with that engine and how good that game looked and performed and battle the bulls with some tanks, maybe starting with like low fuel and like just trying to play all that stuff out would have actually been pretty cool because that's a beautiful game. But the way the way Battlefield five ended, um, I put quite a few um, quite a few hours into it over the, the last year before 2042 because I think they got the movement in a really good place. The gunplay was close. The it's like they got so close with it, and then they added that random recoil that was weird. If they if it had like predictable like patterned recoil like most games, it would have been it would have been perfect movement and gunplay in my opinion. Um, after they broke the time to kill twice and they fixed it, I the, know the yep. third time, then it was good. So like where it ended up now is like pretty good i would honestly be more hyped for battlefield 5 dlc than i would for season one of 2042 just because it plays so much better on my system and yeah. it feels it feels i thought it felt like battlefield but towards i'm the sure end. yeah yeah exactly during during the beta especially for me i want i wanted them coming from world for world war one with battlefield one i just was not ready for world war two and i didn't think they would go world war two i thought they would do okay we did we did um the police one, whatever that was called. Hardline. Hardline, and then they went World War One, and I figured, okay, they'd shift back to modern, and then they'd go World War Two, and they they did, did the opposite. And I think there was, from uh, your your core fan base, I believe, of Battlefield is mainly, obviously, you had the first game was Battle was World War Two, but since then, almost everything after Vietnam, I believe, was modern, starting with Battlefield Two. So, and you had, like, the outliers, like, 2042, or, um, uh 2142 um but yeah not not giving the modern battlefield shooters what they wanted and then i guess this was what we were expecting a modern shooter with 2042 and that didn't deliver so it's it's just like man we need yeah. we need a good battlefield again really bad yeah let's see let's see if they can do it i mean it's like for in my opinion after five and i've said this so many times the recipe was there it was obvious and hopefully 2042 like they get it now like holy shit please understand what we want <laughs> right um so the next thing i wanted to talk about let's let's shift gears to something we're excited about right um <laughs> something that's positive um i thought before i think there'll be a lot to talk about with modern warfare 2 um but i what i wanted to to gloss over is uh escape from tarkov arena um that was just teased was it yesterday or the day before I think it was um, thir Thursday or Friday. I think it was Friday. Holy crap. I'm way off. But anyway, yeah, so <laughs> they teased uh, this game, and then they, they gave some details on it a little bit later via Twitter and in the in the description of it. Um, but, yeah, it's essentially going to be uh, arena mode 
but it's going to be a standalone game if you own the edge of darkness edition you get it for free if not you're you have you can purchase it and um yeah so what do you what's your first initial impressions of that i think it looks looks really cool my biggest issue with tarkov is it's hard is like lack of gunfights so meaningful gunfights so i think that depending on I don't know how they're going to handle the logistics with this, with your loadouts, if it's going to be predetermined or you have a, a set to choose from, or as you rank up, you get access to the traders within the arena game and can build your kits from there. I don't know how that any of that's going to work, and I don't think they've shared that, but it seems like a good way to just get right into gunfights. And that's where I think, you know, Tarkov, you, you build, build your kits, you run around so much, and then you might get domed or one-shot, and it's just hard to get that gunfight experience, really. So this seems like a good way um like before i'm going to jump into some crazy raids is get in here and kind of warm up um this looks really fun to just get in the action quick and that's something i think a lot of tarkov fans would like to do on the side as well yeah it's going to be uh interesting to see how you choose your loadouts and stuff because initially i thought it would be maybe you had to like find a gun in the tarkov raid mode or buy one or build one or something mm -hmm. and then you could go and take it into arena but if people are able to buy this as a standalone game who don't own Tarkov, there has to be another way to get guns, so that wouldn't work. The way yeah. I, what I'm hoping it is, like if I'm building this thing, we have like a CSGO or like search and destroy, and then depending on what you do, you buy weapons and attachments in between rounds, like that, and it's a round based search. That's kind of what I'm. That's kind of what I'm thinking too. Um, I, I, I'm really. That's that's. The main thing I want to see is how that's going to happen, because the best part about Tarkov is building these crazy, awesome kits. So uh, however you're going to I'm assuming there's still going to be some sort of market or using your rubles. And if it's between rounds, building your kits like that, um, that'd be pretty neat, too. So definitely excited to get in there and just get into some actual fights. Yeah, because I've said this, like my opinion on Tarkov, like the long drawn out PVP gunfights in Tarkov, like squad versus squad and all the comms and the hecticness of it is so good. It's like the best shooter ever when that's happening. But on the complete opposite end of the spectrum is like when you're running across woods and you get shot in the ear and like it's over. Like, ooh, that was fun. And you have no clue what happened. So especially you go in like multiple raids in a row and just get one tapped and you're like man i don't even know where that came from so this yeah. would be just like i can actually get my gun and get in and, and hopefully fire some bullets at least and yeah it'll be practice. cool it'll be cool to, to get some practice i was gonna pull up i should have done this ahead of time my production team like i said they're just they're terrible need to upgrade it i got an upgrade to the co-host now i need to upgrade to the production <laughs> team um they talked about some of the game details i was trying to pull it up where um, see if i can find it mm. yeah here's what i wanted to talk about this tweet right here um so it sounds like there's going to be different modes and stuff too um cool. it says their tagline is players will take part in gladiatorial battles in various arenas of the city of tarkov so there's going to be multiple maps it sounds like and I wondered if this map we weren't looking at wasn't like a little bit of insight into the uh, the terminal map that's supposed to be on uh, Tarkov as well, but because it obviously looks like a terminal with airplanes and stuff. Um, it organized, it says organized by a, a group, a mysterious group of arena masters led by the host. So they've also talked about how there's going to be multiple modes too. So. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder if it's going to be like solo or because there's obviously in the trailer you see team play. So what's that going to look like? Is it going to be go in with 
uh, what is it, max five for, for raids? Is it going to be that, or is it going to be different types of uh, maps or modes that, you know, solo, duo, whatever that's going to look like? Yeah, there's a ton of questions still because, yeah. because Tarkov itself is so complicated and there's so many mm -hmm. nuances and things like that. So what of those are going to make it into this game? Like, what are they going to do with people's like skills? Like, what's your perception skill, your strength, your endurance? Or the, how's inertia going to be handled? Like, like what are those ratings going to be like? Do you upgrade those or what's going to be in there? I think it'll be cool. It'll be cool overall to give people an insight into Tarkov gunplay without having to learn all the survival stuff, what to keep in loot. They have to level up your hideout and craft things like it. And it, it'll just get down to the gunfight. So I, I think right. it'll be pretty cool. There's also, I can't remember the game off the top of my head, but battle state, there's a, there was a predecessor game to, um, to Tarkov. Yes. So I'm curious yeah. contract wars. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if this is going to work kind of like an updated contract wars kind of, cause that's, that was more of, um, along the lines of like a TDM type game, wasn't it? So I'm curious and you could build your weapons for, you know, s more simply than you could in Tarkov, but there was, there was a lot of that still involved. So I'm wondering if it's going to be kind of a mix of contract wars and Tarkov into an arena type mode. That's kind of what I'm thinking. So it could we'll very well be. I still but go back and watch some contract wars gameplay here and there. So it's interesting. It's an interesting, it's interesting game. Cause it was really, it was really fast paced and arena, like an arcadey. And then for them to like, you see that in like the unity engine with Tarkov, like the look of Tarkov, it's really interesting to see that they completely yeah. shifted gears to go for realism. Yeah. Um, in the main game now that we, that we know is Tarkov today, but the one thing, so I always say this and I, it's almost cliche at this point. It's like, it has so much potential. We say that with like World War Three and like all these other games, like it has potential, but I feel like, man, like, it, I feel like if they do it right with the game modes and if they do have that purchase in between rounds, you know, make it like a CSGO or a Rainbow Six, like it could really cater to that audience and be a mm -hmm. new way. Those mechanics give you that little bit of adrenaline pump at the end, like 1v1 in or 1v2, trying to clutch it up. All your friends are watching, you know? get a little adrenaline going and if it does that with completely new kinds of mechanics with the tarkov mechanics i think that'll be really cool like valorant's cool but it feels a lot like csgo um rainbow six is pretty unique and and it's like that tactical you know snd type mode and then this could be that mode i feel like but with a completely different feel to it that we're not used to and that, that could be really interesting to see how it plays out like a completely different mechanic but still have that kind of cool game yeah play. and i think it's gonna draw in like a little bit like you kind of you kind of mentioned it, a different crowd it's gonna attract more um more gamers to tarkov now because this is going to be an easier way for them to jump in and kind of get a taste as to what um tar escape from tarkov raids are actually like so this is going to be something you know maybe it'll attract that more more serious call of duty crowd i'm sure you'll get a lot of battlefield folks who maybe haven't tried this popping over just because the hopefully the complexity that's associated with Tarkov is is kind of removed, and it seems, seems like it's going to be an easier way to just get in and play. So I think that's going to boost up their numbers a lot for the game overall. Um, when you look at like Twitch viewerships and obviously purchases and things like that. Yeah, I think overall it's a really smart move too because mm -hmm. I've heard from a lot of people that Tarkov looks cool, but it's intimidating, right? Like it's right. Incre it's incredibly intimidating. 
to have to you have so much to learn and it i can't Im i had a i had a friend that took the plunge before i did and then he kind of sherped me around and helped me out once i decided to play but like i can't imagine learning tarkov on your own it would be so brutal and this gives someone a way to kind of get used to those mechanics and then maybe go try it it would make the main game a little bit less intimidating yeah, I was the guy that was watching like those hour, two hour long, like intro beginner to Tarkov videos and learning everything about it and then kind of getting into solo raids myself. And then I linked up with some buddies after that. But I, I was I was soloing for a while and I actually got up to like level 20 something um, by myself just soloing. I'm actually a better solo player in Tarkov than I am with a team. So it's a completely um, different game. Solo. It is. And squads. It is. It's it weird. Is. Cause I was always honestly, I'll I'll say it. I was I was scared to play solo, so I would always wait until I had some buddies online to go on raids. Like mm -hmm. I would do scav raids and solo, but I'm not taking my PMC out until I was going to play with. <laughs> and finally, I did it this wipe. I got a lot more comfortable with the game, and it, it was surprising how much different you play and like how you move around the map and how you kind of avoid mm -hmm. gunfights as much and it, than you do when you're with a whole team running together. So. Yeah, and you don't have the confusing radio chatter, right? Like all the callouts and stuff always just mess me up so bad in gunfights with your team playing mm -hmm. Tarkov and raids because you hear your whole team going off. He's over here. He's over here. He's, I get so so lost. I'm just like, oh yeah. man, I can't that approach this. I don't even know where they are. I get killed. And then yeah, and then once you get confident with the with the gameplay itself, then yeah. solo's kind of fun because if it moves, you shoot it. Like you don't have right. to worry about shooting your buddy right. and exactly. shoot everything. And that's pretty all right too. I learned mm -hmm. that too. But no, we started we started playing uh we all play bear and then we get the short sleeve t-shirts. Like mm -hmm. no one runs those, and so we all have short sleeves. And the motto is short sleeves don't shoot. And that's <laughs> what we tell everybody. So we all wear short sleeves and it actually works pretty good. Until smarter you, than the armbands, yeah. Yeah, you can see it a lot easier. It sucks a little bit because you kind of stick out a little bit, like camo wise. Right. Like people can see your bright arms, but at the same time, it's saved our lives so many times. But then a couple times on factory, you get the baddie that's got short sleeves and tries to infiltrate the group, and, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's really confusing. But that doesn't happen yeah. too often. But you, you, you can get uh, bamboozled sometimes doing that. Yeah. So yeah, uh, arena is something to keep an eye out for that. I personally am excited. Uh, there's a lot more details to come that I mean, like, I, like we said, this, this almost raised more questions than it did answers. I feel like on, on how the mechanics and stuff are going to work, but they did say that they're going to start testing it this fall. So yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I heard it like October ish and I, I saw a comment in the chat from, from, uh, um, Justin hoping he said it, hope, hope he get, it gets a uh, ported to consoles. And I feel like if Tarkov were ever going to make its way to consoles, this may be what we see coming to consoles eventually. So we'll have to say that'd be pretty cool down the road. Yep. Um, there's where they talk about it. Um, the arena closed testing is scheduled to start in autumn of 2022. So Perfect. this fall. Okay. So a nice. couple months. Yeah. That'll be really cool. And honestly, I didn't, I didn't even put this together until just now. This might be really smart and really good timing for Battlestate because you have a, a possible year with no Call of Duty release. So if they're if they're closed testing now and then they release it the following year in 2023 is what I would mm -hmm. think would be a reasonable cadence, then they're going up against no Call of Duty. And the battle- Especially is, if they're going to consoles. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be huge. 
yeah it'd be perfect timing for him there'll be a break in call of duty um mm-hmm. i'm i'm so interested to see how that works out not to jump the gun on talking about call of duty but how going two years will keep keep people's yeah. attention um right. but yeah if they can release this arena in that gap that would be really good for them and then i think uh battlefield is also going for 2024 so i mean and you know halo comes out every 10 years <laughs> there wouldn't yeah. be really there wouldn't be uh there wouldn't be really any any competition to be honest the only other game i can see um and that depends on if they do a console port or not which i'm sure they are it's just a matter of when and that being world war three and tarkov is definitely more established in world war three so i don't think that would be competition but it would be awesome for the uh the console market to have both of those options that'd be great yeah i hope world war three is successful and makes it to console i really do yeah me too who knows so anyway arena something to keep our out for and then also in regards to summer game fest next week uh i just i still think there'll be something just the way they were interacted on twitter they were doing the googly eye things at summer game fest i i think they're going to show something because there's still there's still a lot ahead uh for tarkov of content that we know is coming could be um, streets. I mean, what if they show some some more streets? Because whenever we see the last streets of Tarkov teaser was like over a year ago, right? So what if was it what a if summer they just, game fest? I I don't think it was a summer game fest. They did their own thing, I thought, but it seemed like it was a year ago. I'm just I'm guessing, but I'm curious if uh, you know if they did do something this year. What if it is streets and then it's like, hey, it's dropping because the wipes coming, right? So what if they just bring out the new map and this is where we find out? You never know. Yeah. So. There's still streets, uh, the terminal map, which they could mm-hmm. start talking about the terminal map because they're obviously working on it uh, with yep. those assets and stuff. And then yeah. uh, the lighthouse expansion we know is coming and supposed to be any time now, right? So with the new yep. the new in-game trader at the lighthouse, the lightkeeper, and uh, that expansion to that map. So there's still a lot that Tarkov has to offer and could could come through at Summer Game Fest. We will be keeping our eye out yeah for sure all right so the big one the grand finale everybody's talking about uh <laughs> modern warfare roman numeral 2 uh details and hope so uh what are you expecting to see what are you, what are you thinking yeah i mean i so i mean we can get into the timeline for this week uh but i i, mean, I think what we heard is the eighth we're gonna see the reveal trailer right and then the ninth there's supposedly gonna be uh, campaign gameplay shown at, at Summer Game Fest. So I guess what I'm expecting, first off with the trailer itself, is to show, obviously, I think it's going to be a story gameplay type trailer. You know, show us what we're going to get campaign focused with a little bit of a, of some hints in there for what we can expect with multiplayer and probably DMZ near the end of it. Maybe even some Warzone 2 stuff um, that we'll see. And then with the campaign gameplay that we're supposed to be getting on the 9th at Summer Game Fest, um, I'm expecting to see probably a mission similar to um, Going Dark, I think was the mission, the townhouse mission. Something something very uh, close quarters and tactical um, like that. I'm expecting to see something that's going to show off a lot of... Uh, a lot of that modern warfare-esque type gameplay. And, I mean, you're showing the the live-action trailer we got in the background last week, and I think this set the tone for a lot of the um, the leaks that we've been hearing is that this is going to have heavy, you know, Sicario vibes. And one thing, um, I did a breakdown kind of of this trailer on my channel. I think a lot of people did. It, it, the song in the trailer is the same song from 
the original 2015 Sicario uh, trailer that they did, the first trailer. So it's the same song. You see like the desert in the background. So I'm expecting to see kind of a very uh, Sicario-esque type reveal trailer this week. Yeah, that's cool. I love those movies. So that's that's really mm-hmm. cool to see. It, yeah, it's funny. It's funny to me how they always start out these Call of Duties. Like, anyways, I talked to this with Big Fry a little bit. Like, they start them out all like super tactical and realistic to get everybody. I feel like to get hyped and buy them and stuff. And then as the DLCs come out, they get like crazier and crazier and more cartoony. Like as they go with the DLCs down the road, which but is they- weird, right? Isn't that weird? Because you're selling all all the sales are based on the realistic military type stuff, and then you're getting away from that. And I feel like that's when that's when Modern Warfare 2019. That's when the game kind of started to suffer. Is when they got away from that immersion factor, right? So you, we'll see. Do you want to do you want to hear my uh, tinfoil hat? I uh, do. I definitely idea like on this. Okay, give it to me. So, and I'm also gonna probably offend a bunch of people with mass generalizations, but so you have like the the call of duty fanboys are gonna buy it no matter what and then you have like us like older more mature less than nice word gamers um that really like the dark gritty realistic feeling stuff so everybody's gonna buy the thing right but we traditionally who gravitate towards realism and stuff i feel like generally i don't buy very many skins um, I don't feel like a lot of people my age see that as a good investment and use of money. So we don't buy a lot of skins. So as the game progresses, they shift that to the demographic that would traditionally buy skins. And that's why they make them like a little bit more crazy. I don't want to say mommy and daddy's credit cards, but I mean the younger generation, I think, I think gets a little bit more excited about skins and stuff like that. So then that's how they like switch. It's like a marketing thing. I think there's like it's weird because I have a I my my take was was completely opposite, but I definitely I don't think you're wrong because for for me, right, you have the old the that generation that's been around around the block with with the game. So, you know, I'm somebody personally, you know, a lot of us who grew up on Call of Duty now have are established have jobs and can afford. So it's like we have the money to buy the bundles. So if you offer a product that we're interested in, we're going to buy it versus asking for, you know, your, your mom's credit card, your dad's credit card. There's like that extra layer between, between just buying it. But I mean, you bring up a good point. You look at Fortnite, right? Your majority of Fortnite players typically aren't the ones working the nine to fives with their credit cards. So I think it definitely goes both ways. And that just speaks to like the, that really speaks to what kind of content, you know, is that what the demographic is? and the content that you're putting out there for purchase. Um, Cause personally, I thought the Milsim stuff, I think we talked about this a little bit last time, you know, what did the Milsim stuff sell for Modern Warfare 2019? Cause I thought that was some of their best bundles that they had. I'm curious what those sold compared to like some of the anime stuff. Right. And then I guess yeah. they, they had, they have that data. We don't. So we'll see with how, however they handle this game. I think it'll be a result of what analytics they gathered with Modern Warfare 2019. Yeah, I think it'll be that information would be so cool to look at. I would love if mm-hmm. one of the insiders or something could get a hold of that. It would be really cool yeah. to see what demographics and stuff. Honestly, it's getting to be where like you start to get more interested in like their uh, financial team meetings because I feel like that <laughs> dictates what the games look like oh, more than yeah. the actual development meetings to to a point. But uh, yeah, so I was I pulled up this tweet from Ralph. Uh, he said it was approximately four minutes. He then uh, later updated it. 
uh, to say that, let me pull this up big. Uh, everything will be shown entirely in-game footage, so like they did with that townhouse mission last time. Runtime is presumably extended to seven minutes, preceding a brief talk with one of the narrative okay. leads of Infinity Ward. So, nice. they, and again, we're referring to what's supposed to go down um, at Summer Game Fest. So it looks I mean, like they're going to be ninth, like a I talk. believe. Right, the ninth is that, or yeah, the ninth yeah. I believe is the 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 gameplay trailer or the gameplay walkthrough of the campaign. So that'll be. Yep. Yep. that'll be really good man I'm, I'm excited for that and i like i said i'm definitely expecting uh, i'm curious to see you know okay what are the what's the setting if it if it does if it is this colombian drug war with whatever else is going to be going on within that story and you know the setting what the operators and stuff are wearing which i think we got a peek at a lot of this in the live action trailer and then looking at the weapons um and then also with the gameplay, the gameplay uh, walkthrough, you know, what has changed from Modern Warfare 2019? It's been three years. So a lot of the we're hearing a lot of things about movement and how you can tailor a bunch of things. How's that going to look in in the campaign? trail? I'm sure they're going to show off some new things as far as gameplay goes um, with some of those changes. So I'm excited to see kind of how the games evolved uh, with this iteration. It seems like Call of Duty always has like one like marquee gameplay change feature right and mm -hmm. it's going to be interesting to see if they showcase that it's like they always have something big but it's kind of cool and it's kind of surreal it's 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 nice to be back in a time frame when this is how they reveal stuff rather than revealing it within warzone i like uh, this a lot better thank yeah i mean thank i'm glad you brought that up because that was if they i I would have been really disappointed if they handled this through Warzone because I thought all those events they did for Cold War and Vanguard were just so bad. Um, they were really not good. <laughs> I think when you look at the juggernaut of modern warfare, you need to handle it the right way. And I think this is definitely the way to do it. Yeah, it's the Call of Duty marketing team has always been insane. Yeah. And I think they realized what they have here. And it, it's going to mm -hmm. be it's going to be massive. Like. That's, yeah. there's no other way around and they that. and they know they're going unopposed to they know this is going to be the the highest selling call of duty game of all time and they know it's going to be the highest selling game of the year so um plus how much money do they make off of all the cards so you you know they're going in with the financials because they're going to make that back tenfold <laughs> with sales so yeah this this the lead up to this game is going to be crazy we're going to see mm -hmm. some insane marketing i feel like they already what did they do? They already painted the logos and stuff on giant connexes and on a massive barge in the river. Like they're already mm -hmm. doing stuff like that. Times and they Square, had, yep. Yeah, and they had a bunch of uh, uh, celebrities in teaser trailers too. Uh, Tim the Tatman, yeah. Pete Davidson, Trey Young. They had all. And the... You know what? Those were really fun. I actually really loved those. I thought I thought the comedy. I liked Tim the Tatman's was pretty cool, but I felt like Pete Davidson and Trey Young's. Um, I was laughing at those because you saw like the the dynamic, you know, soap looking at Price. The Price is like, no, he's yeah. with me. And then you just they go back to like Trey or Pete and they talk, and then he's just like, okay, we'll leave him in the truck. We'll leave him in the <laughs> I, truck. Yeah. I thought that was great. I thought they crushed it with those commercials. That was yeah, awesome. they were pretty funny. The I like. I think my favorite was probably the Pete Davidson one where he's like, my that mom. Was good. My mom brought me bought me a bag of snacks. I brought snacks. Did you guys bring snacks? pretty funny <laughs> leave him in the truck <laughs> leave him in the truck but awesome. yeah so i think i think they're gonna take along with the game i think they're gonna take marketing to an entire new level we're gonna see some wild stuff i feel like in the lead up i wouldn't to that. be surprised if we see more live action stuff too because i mean they've been talking about live action stuff forever right and this is i think the first live action 
trailer we've had since I want to say uh, it's been a while. Maybe Ghosts. I want to say maybe Modern Warfare Three. I don't remember the last time I saw a good live action trailer like this from Call of Duty. So that's pretty big. I'm I would be surprised if we don't see more, especially. These are the same guys in that live action trailer. All those actors are the same ones that did the mocap. So those yeah. are the actual people playing the the roles of the characters for Task Force One for One doing that. And you obviously have Barry Sloan playing Price, who um, he did the two seasons lead lead on the show Six, which is over on Hulu right now. You guys can watch that, um, and he crushed it in that as as a member of SEAL Team Six. So. It'd be cool if we see. I would like to see for a lot of the battle passes more live action stuff like this coming up. Yep. Uh, Scary Dave said in chat, uh, Advanced Warfare had a live action trailer. I remember that. Uh, and BO3 okay. had Kevin. <laughs> they had the re- the replacers. That's right. Re- that's right. Replacers, too. They had those for a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I wonder have we heard? I'm assuming this is going to be another new engine because I feel like. Modern Warfare 2019 was a massive step up for the engine. It's kind of the Call of Duty engine that the last mm-hmm. several games have been on in Warzone 2 for a while. Have we heard confirmation that they're going to do an engine up, another new engine? Or I didn't hear anything from like Tom or any of the leakers that it's a whole new engine, but I heard it's a heavily, heavily upgraded version of what Modern Warfare 2019 was and even what Vanguard is. Because Vanguard, I think, is just like, think of it as like, patch 1.2 of the modern warfare and i hear this is like a it's the same engine but it's heavily modified so i think we'll see that with the gameplay it's probably going to be pretty noticeable as to the difference but um i'm sure we'll hear a lot about the engine as well um at at summer games fest but i'd be cool to see kind of i hope they talk about the changes they did because i know they talked about in my Warfare 2019 with that engine change everything different and what it allows them to do with the photogrammetry and everything. So I'm curious um, what the highlights are for this version of the engine. If it is in fact, unless it is a completely new engine, which it possibly could be. Yeah. I hope they, I hope they talk about it because a lot of times they use that new engine stuff as like a selling point kind of to get people excited. Mm-hmm. But I also like when they do those dev talks and they actually talk a little, they get in the weeds just yeah. a little bit and talk about what they actually did. So I think following Summer Games Fest, I feel like there's some like kind of dev talk stuff. I feel like they're trying to kind of, well, I mean, they don't have to really because it's dead, but like replacing <laughs> E3 a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, they did that a lot before, right? With Mount 2019, they did. They had people pop up here and there and talk about things. And they even did things right on, uh, right on social media with some of the devs doing dev talks, I remember. So I'd expect to see a lot of that in the next couple months leading up to the alpha. Yeah, that'll be cool. I'm excited to see um, some of the main things like to the the takeaway from Summer Game Fest that we'll know for sure we'll get right is like we'll get a setting, so we'll be able to tell like where the campaign, at least one of the locations of the campaign, camp campaign, Jesus, <laughs> the campaign, and then um, we'll get to see at least a few weapons, and I feel like the like the night vision goggles and stuff were like a big deal in Modern Warfare 2019. With like mm-hmm. the using the the uh, laser sights where you couldn't ADS, yeah, uh, point fire and that stuff, and they showcase that. So I look for them to showcase like some major like gameplay mechanic also. And we heard a lot about like the gunsmith, right? The gun. I remember they did a gunsmith specific trailer shortly after the release, but so we might hear some things about that. It depending on what kind of talks you're gonna do. But I would definitely expect with the 
just if I if we're comparing it to what they did with Modern Warfare 2019, I would expect um, when this is all said and done, we hear everything about the different versions of the game you can buy and what you're going to get with those. And I remember with Modern Warfare 2019, you saw the different operators you'd get with some of those bundles. You saw the, some of the different blueprints. So I think that if they do, if they go the same way with that, we should get a good amount of information. Um, you know what operators we're going to see how they're going to look, what the blueprints are going to look like. And then maybe, maybe they'll show off a little bit of the gunsmith. Cause I, I it does sound like from what we're hearing, the gunsmith is going to be um, much more advanced from what we've seen so far. So I'm, I'm ex- definitely excited for that. It's my bread and butter. Yeah. I wonder where the, where, where they will end up. Cause I feel like, yeah, on one end of this, <laughs> on one end of the spectrum, you have Tarkov where you can change like, the triggers and the bolts and like i feel like you yeah. change freaking buffer tube springs everything. and everything and yeah. then you have battlefield 2042 where you can change like three attachment slots so i wonder mm-hmm. where in that spectrum they'll be i feel like the gunsmith was a pretty happy medium with like the five attachments mm-hmm. or if they'll go even farther than that where you can mod parts and and convert guns and stuff like I, that i i really I mentioned this a little bit last week. I really loved what EA did with Medal of Honor uh, Warfighters gun bench. What they did there, they had, and this is kind of what I was hoping where Modern Warfare 2019's gun bench would have gone is you have like uh, Warfighter, you had the different attachments, but some of them were like tied together. So you change the handguard and that handguard came with, with a grip and a PEC 15 laser on there. So some of those attachments were tied together to not abuse like a meta type situation. And you could make a lot of really good, unique looking weapons in that. And I think Modern Warfare 2019 basically took that, made it a, made it better. But also I was expecting them to do more of like, you have all the attachments and different, um, they did it a little bit with the blueprints and stuff, but have a handguard that com- looks completely different, but is still the same handguard. And that we saw that a little bit with the blueprints, but I'm expecting them to do a lot more of that because blueprints, how you can like Frankensmith those weapons with the blueprints was huge for that game. I'm also expecting them to see a lot of the different um, ammo types, not just ammo conversions, but um, different types of rounds. Like, is it for 5.6 by 45 NATO? Is it, um, is it M995? Is it M, M, uh, A1, M85? Things like that. What are we going to see? I'm, not maybe that in depth, but there's definitely going to be different types of rounds, I believe, for, for the bullets. And I also expect there to be some sort of point system, um, like like the old pick tens, or even similar to what we're seeing with Sandstorm to get away from that meta abuse. Yeah, there, there's so much they can do, but I feel like whatever they choose, like whatever they decide, there's going to have to be blueprints. Like they're 100 percent gonna have mm-hmm. to because they i feel like they make so much money selling those blueprints and stuff like that and that alluded to like having attachments that look different but do the same thing we always we always kind of see that um yeah yeah but they're gonna and that'll be it. big with the opera with the operators too right those bundles specific and, and with two years of support what is that gonna look like um and that's something i really i wish it's it's sad to see you know uh, call of duty doing things that i really wanted battlefield to do the past couple of years but um, different like uh, faction bundles. So it's like, okay, if you're going to bring in the Chinese faction, have bundles with um, different Chinese operators, Chinese weapons, and two years of support, how many weapons are we getting? How many different operators? It'd be cool to bring in different faction packs like that. Um, that'd be fun. That would be really cool. And yeah, what you alluded to with the ammo too, I would, I would, 
I think I would like to see them. So like take the gunsmith of 2019, I guess and what they did with like Vanguard cause they did change ammo and so you could change different ammo types and stuff, mm-hmm. but make it just a little bit more grounded and make it be a little bit more meaningful with like what it yeah. changed and stuff like that. Like I would really love to see like, um, with like such a suppressors, I actually did a video. I haven't edited it, edited it, edited it yet. <laughs> I haven't edited it yet. Um, where I, I took uh, some of my suppressed guns and shot like subsonic versus supersonic ammo. And you can really hear the crack that of the, if, it, if a bullet supersonic mm-hmm. when it breaks yeah. the sound barrier. Yep. I would love to see that more. It's just, It would be such a cool balancing technique in games to where you could put a suppressor on and still shoot supersonic ammo, but it would be louder and maybe you'd still mm-hmm. be on the, you'd still be on the mini map and it yep. wouldn't hurt your performance, but then you'd have to switch to subsonic ammo. You'd get the slower velocity and then you'd stay off the map and be like extra quiet. Like there'd be a medium, like right. still, if you use a suppressor, you would still be quieter, but you'd still have that bullet crack. I feel like that definitely should be in Tarkov because in Tarkov, you can use like the M62 308 stuff on like a SR25 and slap a suppressor on there and it's whisper quiet. When in real <laughs> life, that stuff would still crack really loud. So yeah. I, I think in making some of those like real life changes would be immersive and cool but also at the same time a really cool way to balance stuff yeah i mean especially how's that going to tie into gameplay and like the one one complaint i really had is like um you you needed to rely on suppressors to stay off the mini map right so i hope they get away from something like that so whether it's uh the different round or whatever it is i think i think the sound is was good enough in modern warfare 2019 where you could you could hear the gunshots and say okay this is where it's coming from right I, I would rather it not show up on the minimap period and have to go by sound. That's me personally, but definitely I, I would, I, if they add, you know, subsonic, supersonic, something that takes away the reliance of having to use a, a suppressor to stay off the minimap and just some of those gameplay changes. I think you, like, if you look at Warzone, right, everyone needs to run a mono suppressor on every weapon, right? So it's just like, man, I wish we could utilize that attachment slot somewhere different. So I'm curious. I think we're going to see a lot of good changes here um, and kind of pick up the slack from, we talked about a little bit last week from, from the battle, you know, real in the battlefield crowd, even more so than they did with Modern Warfare 2019 and, and uh, the Tarkov gun nuts like myself with whatever they're doing with the gun bunch. Yeah. And that's, that's really a really good point. It would be cool to have more diversity, especially for some of those attachment slots, like the muzzle attachments. And they, mm-hmm. I think they kind of went down that road a little bit in Vanguard with like the recoil booster. So I feel right. like you kind of have to make the decision. Do you want low recoil, but be loud and on the map? Or do you want to have a little bit more recoil, but you'll be suppressed quieter off the map, but it'll be harder to mm-hmm. control spray. So I think that's a cool decision to make. I like those decisions, like having to consciously decide how you want to set your gun up based on how you want to play and like mm-hmm. what your strength and weaknesses are as a player, I think are yeah. really cool. And they, they're they're more rewarding too for like, um, if you've learned to control a weapon, if you learn that skill, um, you can have the, you don't have to have a recoil booster anymore. You can get some, you can still aim well, shoot well, control recoil and reap some of the benefits of the other muzzle attachments like staying off the map. Yeah. And that's a good, that's a great point. That's something I've been preaching forever is like pros and cons, right? There needs to be some sort of whatever you're building. Like if you build top tier meta guns, whether it's multiplayer DMZ or Warzone, there needs to be some sort of con to that. And and with Modern Warfare 2019 and most cause in general, there, there isn't that. So 
um, some sort of decision making. Okay, I'm going to build this best top tier weapon, but what am I losing when I do that? Right? Uh, if it's going to be dead dead accurate and have no recoil and do all this damage at range, there needs to be something that I'm I'm not able to take in. So that's where I'm thinking like a pick ten system or the kind of point system that we see with Sandstorm would work. Um, and I've talked to some folks um, who have kind of confirmed that but i mean that's that was that was in the early testing stages so we'll see if that's the case with multiplayer um it, when we may hear something like that but there definitely needs to be trade-offs and some sort of decision making to to stop the meta abuse i i personally feel it would be nice yeah that would help and then i also don't want to let this go under the radar you could catch a lot of flack for not wanting to have people show up on the mini map because that's a, why a lot of people <laughs> were upset with 2019 because the yeah the mini map not being traditional but i'll be honest i'm 100 percent with you i it's the chasing red dots thing is a little annoying to me um i can get it for multiplayer like multiplayer i'm cool but i think like a dmz or a war zone right i mean those are like multiplayer, you're going to respawn, right? But for DMZ and Warzone, those are one life situations. So for me, I mean, you can hear the shots. So you know where it is. But to be able to pull up your map and put a dot there, it just, I, I, I would, I just, I'm not a big fan of it to, personally, because then you're locked with a suppressor attachment to stay off the mini map. And you look at like the lesser used weapons um, where you could use something, some other attachment to make it more viable, you're stuck with a suppressor, you know? Yeah, because the minimap is so strong. That makes right. sense. And I, I think those modes where you're going more like the survival route um, could would benefit from that, making it more immersive by not staring at your map and using like a fictional map that t puts people on there. Like it would be more immersive if you had to use your senses and, and look around mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And yeah, make a lot more weapons viable. That is That is what's cool in Tarkov is like, like, what does the suppressor do for me? Well, it makes you quiet. Like, that's yeah. what it's actually supposed to do. And it, right. And it, that's how it's it works. It's not helping your recoil or your damage at range. <laughs> it's doing what a suppressor does in real life. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. And I, I think that's cool about Tarkov because you have to use your senses and audio is huge in that game. And it, that makes right. it pretty, that makes it pretty immersive because you're literally walking around, like listening for things mm -hmm. to happen and the suppressors make you quiet, harder to pinpoint. And I, yeah, that fits a lot better in modes like dmz and, and warzone yeah. for sure i feel like and i really liked with modern warfare 2019 i mean this is kind of where i'm ex some of the features i'm expecting to see with dmz specifically but modern warfare 2019 had that realism mode for multiplayer with uh no mini map and that those were the modes you saw the night vision uh the night vision maps and things like that that was my favorite multiplayer mode to play and like a lot of the the footage i would get back then was in that mode and like best kill streaks because because yeah, you need to rely on on hearing and also not being not making stupid plays like ru like you know rushing and sliding, jump three sixty with your your dual pistol, all that stuff. So I pref that was how I loved to play the game. I really couldn't play it that much with the generic multiplayer just because it was so spammy with uh, with kind of broken weapons. So I love the realism, and I think the like the no mini map thing, unless there's UAVs, maybe that's something we'll see in DNZ. But that's how I really preferred. Uh, to play the game and they had no mini map for the alpha and part of the beta too for the the base multiplayer and i just thought it played better that way with the fast ttk it made you made you use a little bit more caution in some situations yeah and i, I this is kind of interesting because i've been talking about wanting to play in this game a lot more search and destroy uh mm -hmm. when when modern warfare 2 comes out and uh 
in my interview with Big Fry, he talked about what they really liked doing when 2019 came out was they played hardcore S and D and HUD off. So everybody turned their yep. HUD off and then they played hardcore S and D and he said it felt like a triple A insurgency. Like, we were doing that a lot with custom lobbies too. Yeah. For like streams, we would do, we would do uh custom search and destroys either, either hardcore with HUDs off or uh realism mode, which automatically turns HUDs off. Um, and we were having a blast. That was that was a that was so much fun to play. And it was the immersion level, and you could get away like realism specifically. I mean, that's one shot headshot no matter what. So um, same with hardcore. You know, the 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 TTK is a lot higher, but it was cool because you can use anything you wanted to use. And if you're gonna hit someone in the head, they're done. And I loved it. Yeah, it's definitely triple A insurgency is the best way to describe it. I love that. Yeah, and honestly, what's cool about that? That's a that's a mechanic that's in rainbow six seeds right like any bullet if you get shot in the head you're toast yeah. um and it really is cool because like if you're good and you can hit those headshots you can clutch up and it leaves you a way to be able to to take on multiple enemies if you have to if you can hit your shots i think that's really cool because mm -hmm. a lot of times where everyone i feel like in warzone right now especially where they're up in the health and up in the health and everyone is so tanky like once you get in a a deficit like a health a hp deficit in a gunfight against multiple enemies like there's nothing you can yeah you're just done right yeah there's but, nothing to come back from that yeah yeah but with that one hit with that one shot headshot mechanic you could you know pull off a cool flick and maybe maybe clutch up a 1v2 or 3 or something like that so mm -hmm. and which which fits really well in search and destroy it does and i don't know if you ever played um back on verdansk they had it for warzone they had realism royale which was like the realism mechanics brought into Warzone. They only did it that. a handful of they only did it a handful of times, and I did a bunch of videos on it because it was so fun. But yeah, you had the headshot multiplier was increased, and there was no mini map, so like we would run in with Modern Warfare AKs with no muzzle attachments, or we throw compensators on our guns because there's no mini map unless you had a UAV, and uh, so you had to rely on hearing it, and then you didn't have any HUD as far as how many people are left. You couldn't see vehicles on the map um and yeah those those were the like the situations you get in with these crazy off meta weapons and if you're hitting headshots in firefights against multiple people you would win it was great yeah that's pretty cool so hopefully we can get some of that going when the game releases but yeah then you have the whole like the i feel like the majority is uh really into the mini map and looking at it and watching it and yeah. chasing red dots especially in multiplayer so you mm -hmm. can't get rid of it or people would absolutely lose their cool but <laughs> yeah yeah but it's it's cool to have a game that's that flexible right where like everybody can find something that they enjoy so if people want to play call it or you know edgelord cdl sweat mode they can do it and if people want to turn the huds off and get a little sweaty and realistic more realistic they can do that too so hopefully they have exactly. hopefully they have the mechanics in place for everybody to Kind of find mm -hmm. what they want which yeah would benefit i really hope so. so it would yeah especially with no battlefield right they gotta cater to <laughs> yeah. a lot of audiences yeah they get to because there's no competition yeah. um so yeah they we need to talk about before we forget i'll pull up this picture you sent me oh, this was yeah. uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i get it pulled up here yeah so this is from a uh, twitter from the ghost of hope a behind the scenes mm -hmm. image of the filming mm-hmm People, yeah, for are, that live action trailer, yep. Why, why are people talking about this one? Yeah, so I got tagged at this on um, on Twitter, and I, and I I follow some of the guys, you know, the, the mocap guys and the actors from this now. 
Um, and this picture started popping up the other day from behind the scenes. And you see Gaz there, the guy on the far right. Um, people were asking me on Twitter um, if that was an ACR, because I think that's what the Ghost of Hopes was, was questioning. You know, is this an ACR? And people were asking me on Twitter. So I, I looked at it. And I mean, if you you go over to the Ghost of Hopes Twitter, and it's probably out there all over the place at this point, um, and, and pull that image and download it and, and zoom in, um, you'll see um, it. It, look, it looks like an ACR. Um, and you just search ACR images, and it really looks like an ACR uh, PDW variant, short barrel variant uh, to me. So I, I think it is an ACR. Personally, we'll have to wait and see if that's what it ends up being. But again, the other thing to keep in mind is it's it's also a live action trailer. So it's like for marketing purposes. So we saw this a lot with Modern Warfare 2019 is like, is we saw a lot of marketing material for weapons that never came to the game. So, you know, is it just is it just a generic prop they had that it's filling in or is it going to be a weapon that's going to be coming to the game? I think it makes sense being Modern Warfare 2 is where we first saw the Bushmaster ACR here in 2022. We have Modern Warfare 2 again, and uh, it makes sense from a nostalgia purpose to have the ACR there. It also makes sense because if you look at, you know, if you've been following the history of the ACR, at, for some reason, everyone just loves this from Call of Duty purposes, but it is, um, you know, it had its ups and downs, but I believe, um, it was initially a mag titled the Magpul Masada. So Magpul was the ones that initially kind of made this rifle. It was it was called the Masada. Then Bushmaster bought the rights and they basically took what Magpul did, produced it as the ACR, the Advanced Combat Rifle. Then Remington bought that. Remington, you know, did a lot of bad things with the rifle. It, it got canned. Um, and it looks like there's another company now. I forgot the name off the top of my head that kind of purchased. You know, Remington kind of got split up and. And some company purchased the rights to the ACR. And it seems like it's going to be um, brought back into production here in 2022. So it not only makes sense from a Modern Warfare 2 um, callback, nostalgic, but it also makes sense because we could see this thing back on the market here this year. So it's, it's uh, pretty interesting. But yeah, I do think that is an ACR in that image. So that's pretty exciting to see uh, that callback, especially because you can probably, by the end of the year, you might be able to buy an ACR again making the comeback in game and IRL. So yeah, there's the image of it, yeah. but looking at them both, yep. I was trying to, yep. my production team again, just dog shit. Um, I was trying to get him to pull up. I was trying to get them to pull up uh, them side by side, but I couldn't get the window capture thing to work right. But that's the image of it. The, mm -hmm. the huge parallel I can see the overall shape is the same. And then the stock is almost unmistakable. Um, yeah, and, and that's something I pointed out on Twitter is like, I wouldn't put too much. I mean, I agree. It, it, I think it is an ACR, but I wouldn't put too much weight in the stock itself because I saw in the comments on Twitter, everyone was saying, you know, the stock's the same, the stock's the same, but Magpul produces that stock and adapters. So, like, that exact stock can be adapted to, you know, scars, to anything. That's a third, that's a, a stock that's readily available from Magpul because it is such a popular stock. Um, so you can put that on pretty much anything nowadays, but, but yeah, I mean, the shape of the weapon, even though in the image of gas holding is really hard to see it, it, I'm pretty sure it's an ACR. Yeah. The other thing that matches up with like the receiver and like mm -hmm. the chain, the chamber opening is the same shape and where the handle yep. is and stuff. It's all. Yeah. The mag. Well, I think the only difference is, um, it's more of a, just a, it's just an upgraded ACR. You know, we saw a lot of them near the end of that weapons life cycle um, with quad Picatinny rails on there. But I mean, it looks basically exactly what you're seeing in this picture that you have up. Just the handguards um, modify with Picatinny rails. So pretty sure, <laughs> pretty sure we'll 
get an ACR probably would make sense. Yeah, and that would get people excited because, I mean, yeah, I didn't play uh, very much of those games back then, um, but I feel like the ACR is like everyone talks about it, like how it's the greatest Call of Duty gun ever. So that would yeah. just add to the even more hype. Yeah, it was really good in, in that game. And uh, if it, if this weapon does really make a comeback for sales this year, it would be a, a nice marketing opportunity for the name of whatever company. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's like, hey, look what was in Modern Warfare 2 this year, and now you can buy it again. So <laughs> coming for full circle, I guess, since, what was it, 2009, and now you can, we're in the same spot. ACR in game, and you can buy it again. So, <laughs> Yep, that would get a lot of hype that and that would make sense for the company to like get the rights to call of duty to yeah. let them like i mean that can you imagine any better advertising than having it in the biggest right. game of the year it's going to be millions of people and you know people if that is in the game you know people are going to be going crazy because if you look at um like if you like were to search on youtube like acr modern warfare 2019 or acr modern warfare you're going to see a bunch of people in the gunsmith like taking the kilo 141 which is the hk 433 in real life and kind of like it looks very similar so everyone you know f from the beginning of of modern Warfare 2019 is like oh it's an acr it's an acr so you, you'll see a bunch of videos if that is the case it'd be pretty cool yeah so yeah there's just so many little things that are excuse me adding to the hype of, mm -hmm. of the game and like getting people excited it's pretty crazy i was trying to see um trying to look up who bought the rights i was curious but i couldn't find it yeah man i had it. i can i can pull it up quick but um just, i'll pull it pull it up i just I see did, bush have it. bushmaster let's talking about it it was something something with a some smaller company it started with like an f it was uh here we go it was franklin armory it looks like is supposedly the company that bought the rights to that from Remington. So Franklin Armory oh. um, apparently is the ones that are going to be reproducing that. There you it go. Seems like you heard it here first, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, I think that sums it up. Like as far as as far as the game is concerned, is is there anything that like you're really like really really hoping for or? I guess another another thing that I thought about making a video about was like, what are a few things that could like sabotage it, right? Like, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like main features and stuff. Like, I'm I'm worried about skill based matchmaking. Um, yep. I'm I'm worried about insane arcadey movement, kind of like we see with like slide canceling and b hopping. Yeah. Um, I, I just I feel like the movement of Call of Duty's like just keeps getting crazier and crazier and faster and faster. And I feel like if they go back, it's gonna upset a lot of people. I'd like to see like a cooldown with that slot canceling. I think it, in Warzone it just gets so abused specifically and in multiplayer when you jumped in with skill based matchmaking, you know, later on in that game's life cycle, it was just insane. And it just makes it like very very difficult. That's why I preferred the realism modes in the multiplayer because it was no one was doing that. It was like a completely different um, demographic that was playing that game. No one played it sweaty like that. Everyone played it, you know, how you know, how realism mode you would expect it to be played. So, um, yeah, I think the movement I, I and I heard that there might be like a cooldown or something in there. We'll have to see. Um, but yeah, skill based matchmaking I heard is hopefully having some changes to it to make it less intense. But I mean, that's a good, 
that's a good point. And there's definitely some things, you know, historically that people have had issues with. Um, if they come back and they're worse, uh, definitely cause some hate, I guess, for the game. Yeah, I just hate it because, like, even though you know you're getting better, it doesn't feel like it because you just keep playing yourself, essentially. Yeah. And it's your reward for getting better at the game is to play against harder opponents. Um, Were there... Was there anything in the realism mode that changed movements or was movement still the same? Was there still tax sprint and all that? Or There was tax sprint. Um, and, you know, I don't remember. I, I'm pretty sure slide cans and all that was still there. But the thing is, nobody ever did it. So everyone, you had your, your tax sprint, but, you know, everyone was was like ADSing, pine corners and stuff like that. No one played like a sweaty Call of Duty player. Everyone played it like it was uh like it was rainbow six like it was insurgency like it was like a tarkov type situation because you're using you're using sound because there's no mini map so you're not gonna you know if you're if you're running in slide canceling you know i can pull out a pistol and just one tap you so there was no there was no incentive to do it right versus in in standard core multiplayer there is incentive because you're not going to get one tapped and if you're running some weapon you can slide around and surprise some people but if you try that in realism you would just you know you get one tapped in the face so yeah, because um, people would hear you coming and just yeah, it discouraged bullet. it. Yeah, exactly. So it, I they did they did a great job not restricting gameplay, but with the way the gameplay was set up, uh, they discouraged it, and you got punished if you played it that way. I thought, which is why I really liked it. Yeah, hmm. I hope they I hope they have modes like that that stick around a little bit longer and can draw that crowd and stuff because I. I feel like those didn't last too long and you almost have to you almost have to set up custom games towards the end of the game's life cycle to be able to play that stuff so maybe they'll go that route what if they added leaning i think that would be cool but probably get abused that's uh that'd be awesome if they did i think if they did it in the right way it'd be great because i love that in sandstorm in rainbow six i think it, it is a little bit abused but in sandstorm you can't you know you can't wiggle lean or anything like that it's it's a slow paced lean um which i like and, and it'd be cool to have that feature because coming whenever i go from playing sandstorm back into cod i'm trying to lean i'm just my controls are all messed up and stuff yep. but that'd be pretty neat i think and i've said this before i think battlefield 5 had the perfect movement for an arcade type type game um mm-hmm. it had a slide that was pretty strong but it had a cooldown. So the right. slide was to get you out of trouble, get you behind cover. It wasn't to traverse the map so you weren't sliding, sliding, sliding all the time. Mm-hmm. And then with leaning, the leaning was perfect too. It was pretty minor and it didn't nerf your movement speed, but you couldn't lean spam because if you kept uh, leaning back and forth trying to jiggle, the lean would get less and less and less and pretty soon you weren't moving. So like if you oh, okay. if you tried cool. to jiggle peak, you would just start to do, and then it would like stop and you couldn't. Mm. anymore so it, it had like a cooldown like each time you jiggle peeked within the cooldown window it would be less and less and less oh that's a good so, that's a good so, way to do it so yeah. nerf that yeah when when 2042 was doing the lead up and one of the one of the gameplay engineers talked in uh reddit and made a post and said we're for 2042 movement we're improving upon battlefield fives and i'm like yes that's perfect because i liked it there was um where you could kind of prone on your back was cool um, right. where you could crouch sprint was really cool you could oh, like man. sneak it up on yeah. tanks so i mean battlefield five movement somebody's like what do you want in a game that's it for me 
because I yeah, think yeah. I think the sliding was tasteful. With the, it had a pretty long cooldown. You could kind of use it once to get out of danger, but you're not gonna like be canceling on kids around mm. corner or slide canceling on kids around corners and be hopping or anything like that. And yeah. then the lean was like when you actually wanted to lean, like when you're holding a corner, you know someone's coming. You could you could use the lean, but you're not gonna like jiggle peek like Rainbow Six, like your head's going everywhere. That's yeah. not gonna happen. So and I did love that feature. Uh like I said earlier, I never played Battlefield 5, but I did see I did love the feature that they had there with the gameplay I watched, like laying on your back, just like in Siege, right? There's situations in Siege, like if you're looking at Search Destroy it, where it would make sense in COD to have that type of movement to for the leaning and, and like the prone on your back type stuff. Um that's that's cool. I think that would be that'd be interesting to see if they, they did it right with just what you talked about, like the cooldowns to that, so you can't abuse those things. Yeah, because it like they even nerfed it a little bit in Siege, but before before the lean spam uh, nerf, Siege was crazy. You could, people would like lean so fast it would like mess I with the hit yeah. hit reg and stuff. I remember like, that. It was crazy, but hopefully they they would do something not as crazy. I don't know how leaning would go over, and the movement is something that I'm really gonna keep my eye on. I think that could really make it or break it for me because. I, I'm just frankly I'm I'm exhausted with the with the slide cancel and stuff, man. I'm so tired of doing it. My I my C key on my keyboard's wore yeah. out from it's just destroyed. I went through so many controllers on my PS4. Like it was stupid the amount of controllers I went through just because you're constantly hitting that R3 for slide. But I mean it's weird because um if you you know, God forbid you say something about slide canceling on Twitter and you get attacked, it's like they didn't they i think sliding was first introduced in cod and cod ghosts right so i mean you know for for you and i who have been playing cod for a you know on and off for a long time and other fps games like we were we were playing when there was no slide <laughs> so it's a it's more so of a relatively new feature you know the past 10 years it's been implemented so um, yeah and i feel like the slide canceling thing is just a was to reset tax sprint so like if you're moving across the map is how it started like if right you, yeah you can reset that and then it got to be where people just slid everywhere and it's like just it really silly. ruins firefights it ruins firefights for me and that that i mean that's kind of where currently caught as i feel like there's less emphasis on actual gunfights and it's more of abusing movement spam as well as um they seem to be introducing like a bunch of tactical equipment which just points out where enemies are and like makes it so there's not those pure gunfights at all anymore, right? So, I mean, if, yeah. you're, if you're doing something with the movement and something with balancing, I'd like to get back to, like, actual gunfights. Yeah. I guess Devil's devil's Advocate would be that, you know, like, the crazy movement speed is another, like, skill to learn and adds, like, a skill gap, I guess, of people who are really good with the movement. But man. And that's what I hear. But, like, damn, on PlayStation <laughs> and controller? Yeah, that's not happening for us. Just getting destroyed. <laughs> yeah. People are crazy. <laughs> I I start to do it every once in a while. Like I'll pull it off, but like I have to, I have to consciously go through what I'm going to do in my head. Like, and I'll play a rebirth or something. And I hear somebody coming, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to slide cancel out, spin around on this guy, and drop shot at the same time. And like I can do it then. But like, or people where it's like I get pooped on by people that that's just like their habits that they've built. Yeah, like, yeah. I can do it, but it takes. I'm old, so it like takes some thinking and it takes a planning. 
I can do it, but yeah, I, we, I can. We, we get wrecked on a controller with stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I can hear. I can hear everybody in the comments now. It's all the boomer jokes and stuff. But yeah, so I wish the movement was was. I hope the movement's toned down a little bit and a little bit more accessible for, and not as. I yeah, something to it's, balance it, right? You just need a cool down or something, like you mentioned with that with the the uh, leaning from Battlefield Five. Something. So I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna abuse the the sliding. Um, maybe that slide doesn't go as far. Maybe it takes you longer to get out of and into the slide. Something that that balances it, and I'm sure they'll do that. Um, you know, they have to recognize that's a problem. Yep, I hope so. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that you want to add to Modern Warfare Two, just other than uh, stay tuned and we'll see what we get. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be an exciting week. Um, I really can't think of too much to add i think it, it it's pretty open-ended as to what we're, we can expect this week i think we have a lot of the rumors it's just a matter of okay i'm ready for it let's let's see let's see what it's gonna be i'm, I'm so excited we, for sure so we actually get and uh just have everybody keep keep your eye on those details because there's inevitably going to be something that they're going to showcase yeah. and not make a big deal out of that's going to be there yeah. but um, stay tuned to Buff's channel for that this week. Um, I'm sure you're going to be breaking down that stuff, and uh, you're really good at uh, finding the details. So stay tuned to his channel this oh, week. Yeah. And then, yeah, when we come back with the next episode of The Scope, probably the following Monday, if that works in everyone's schedule, uh, we'll we'll kind of do a, a recap on everything going on. But, yeah, yep. I think that pretty much covers most of the stuff. I guess if you have a little bit of time for a little chat Q&A. Yeah, we can do a little Q&A for sure. Okay. Yeah. If anybody has anything they want to talk about, it doesn't have to be a question either. If it's, if it's a comment or something like that, that we can talk about, um, we can take, uh, 10 or 15 minutes here and talk about, talk about that stuff. Who would win in an arm wrestling tournament crash or buff, man? I don't know. I used, <laughs> I used to be pro arm wrestler back in the day, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a good arm wrestler. I mean, I, I'm, I'm like Jim strong. I'm not, I'm not doing stuff outside of Jim strong. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like the only thing you could definitely count on there would be an injury on my part. Arm wrestling is <laughs> so bad for joints and everything. And I don't think my shoulders can handle that stuff anymore. I was always horrible at it growing up. Like in school, it'd be like, oh, yeah, it's arm wrestle and stuff. Just always lose. I'm good at like resisting the negative, but like, as far as like, coming back and pinning someone not that didn't happen much <laughs> i was good at it just because like my joints are so unflexible i can barely lose to be honest because my arms don't bend that way they just don't go that way <laughs> so i got i got all my tendons and ligaments just working against you just holding it there for yeah. me so. <laughs> uh, oh boy uh chase asks for both of you guys what weapons do you want to see most in modern warfare 2 go ahead why don't, you, why don't you take that one first? Um, like fictional ones from old CODs or like real ones? Um, I'm, both, a, right? I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of IRL vectors, um, the Chris mm -hmm. Vector. So I, I want there to be, uh, uh, I would love there to be a Chris Vector and you could swap out the upper on and do nine or 45. Um, I think it would be really cool uh, just with a, a lot of customization. So I'm a big Vector yeah. fan. I'm hoping for that, and I'm hoping for SMGs to be viable. I'm hoping for yeah. all gun classes to be viable, but yeah. Yeah, that is a good point. Within their within their given situation, like I mean, just look at real life balance. What they're what they're intended for is where they should excel in game, and that's what I think. I think personally, for me, I, I 
I want to see definitely the um, U.S. Ordnance M60 Echo 6 is something I really want to see in the game. Um, we've seen M60s in the past, and uh, since it was replaced by the 240 Bravo in Lima, we I don't think we've seen it in a Call of Duty game, at least a Modern Warfare game since Modern Warfare 3. I know it was in Black Ops Cold War, but I want to see the Echo 6, which is the latest iteration. Um, definitely want a modern AK, whether that's an AK-12 or a 100 series with like a bunch of Zeneco attachments to it would be awesome. Um, uh, probably a, definitely, I, I love the Ash-12. I want to see the Ash-12 return. Um, that's really all I can think of on the top of my head. I also really want to see the, uh, I think it'd be really cool to have the VHS-2, that Croatian assault rifle, um, would be awesome to have in the game. I hope we see that. That'd be fun. Which, what was the last call? Did you have the Ash 12? Uh, it was in Modern Warfare, the Odin. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I love it in Tarkov. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's a blast. It's a blast to use. Yes, 12B, baby. Oh, two yeah. Tap, two tap and level six chads all day in Factory. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love it. Um, let's see. Man says, how jacked are you right now? I don't know who that. <laughs> the yeah, so I one thing I don't think you know about me is I, I compete in like bodybuilding competitions too. So I oh nice. I'm, uh, I might I was supposed to be doing one at the end of this month. I may or may not still do it, but I mean, yeah, I'm pretty, um, I'm in I'm in good shape. <laughs> awesome. So I'm not yeah. in good shape, but I go to the gym like five days a week, and I'm incredibly I'm incredibly strong. Like I have there you go. I I do that. I work out all the time, but I have like. I have that like strong i've done some strongman competitions back in the day i have like that uh, that build so like there you go like yeah, big, yeah. big shoulders and stuff but i also got a little powerhouse tummy down here where all the power comes from <laughs> so yeah i'm i'm built like that i'm like uh i'm like six five three hundred are you really i'm are six really? five three fifty wow. i'm six five wow. three fifty yeah Wow, like, I'm six. Could, you got me. I'm six four. So you got me by a little bit there. Nice, but dude, like the stuff that that you do, then if you're like competing on stage, that takes so much discipline, dude. That's impressive. To, yeah, to but I'm not strong. Stage. People people think like bodybuilders are strong. I mean, maybe like the professional level, some of them are, but I'm not. I mean, I I I do what I need to to stimulate the muscle, and that's it. I'm not <laughs> trying to hurt myself or anything. <laughs> I'm like I'm like the opposite. I'm like super strong, but I I don't look great. <laughs> so, yeah. It is what it is, but I do I do really enjoy going to the gym. Uh, makes it's a blast. Me, it makes me feel yeah. so much better. Exactly. Yeah, it's just a habit for me. I love it. How many reps of four sixty can Buff do? Uh, is that for is that supposed to be bench press? Because the answer is zero. <laughs> <laughs> what about dead or squat four sixty? Uh, squat definitely not. I'm too tall. I'd kill myself. Uh, deadlifts four fifteen. Uh, on a good day, yes, but how many reps like if we're lucky maybe four <laughs> that's what people don't understand i feel like being tall makes it so much harder to lift like just the the leverage that the weights have on your joints yeah. and like squatting sucks squatting hurts so bad but i still I do know. it because it's like it's the only thing that keeps my legs sore and grow and i feel like i i feel like i can just load the sled up with like every plate in the place <laughs> and go till i can't even walk and my legs don't get sore but I can just put like 315 on the squat bar and do like four sets of 10 and my legs are blown out and sore for a week. I don't understand. Like, yeah. The science I can, I can behind get that sore. I can get sore like just squatting with uh, a plate, you know, a plate on each side, just doing it nice and slow and I do like higher reps and like my legs. There's been times where I do that or even use the um, Smith machine squats just to keep 
keep the right range of motion. So, you know, being tall, like we tend to like lean forward a little bit just because of our mechanics. So Smith squats, like even just lightweight, sometimes I'm just like unable to walk up and down stairs for like three days. Yes. Same. But are you the same way? Like if you would put it on like a machine or a sled or like the cable leg press, it doesn't do anything. Uh, I mean, I, yeah. So I don't get super sore, but I, I, it's like this, it's like a situation where like I could keep going for as many reps as I want it. Cause it's like in my feeling this kind of, but like sometimes <laughs> if I do it right, sometimes I do it right, I get sore. It's really strange. I don't know. Sometimes it works for me. Other times it doesn't. I just really, I really need to be in the right headspace to like focus on, on Make it, having the uh, perfect rep. You know what I mean? So yep. legs are such a weird muscle. I, I don't understand why they are the way they are. Cause I feel like you use them all the time, right? Like it's how you move around, but like, why do they get so sore when you use them then? I, cause they should be able to be, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right. I have so many questions about <laughs> like stuff. Um, Milsim guy asks, how do you guys feel about 2019 content integrated into modern warfare two? Um, I don't think it's going to happen and I'm okay with that. I'm kind of ready for a reset. Like, mm. I heard, I mean, I heard rumors kind of regarding like um, operators and stuff, but if I don't want all the operators. So, I mean, I think it'd be cool if we have returning operators, not not like brought over one to one, but it'd be cool. Like D-Day, Bail, some of those popular operators, I'd like to see them brought back and like re-imaged into to the upgraded engine. Um I'd also expect us to see returning weapons, but again, I don't want that. I don't want the full content integration like we've been getting with the Warzone integrations. Um, I think just pick and choose like the good stuff and and bring that into the game as a new asset and not copy it over. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Um, would you rather have kit customization as in carrier or skins in Modern Warfare 2? Um, you, I wonder if they're oh kit. I like to have both. To be honest, I'd love to have both of that. It'd be great. It'd be cool. It'd be cool if I'm if I'm reading that question right. Like I think it would be, it would be cool if, like there were overall like kits that you get, but then you could change mm-hmm. in and out pieces, almost like a transmog or like World War Three does, um, where you right. can change out individual pieces. Is that what? what that question's about yeah i think he's asking like as far even like your play carrier like what's the what's the level of customization is going to be like op this is your operator like amount of warfare 2019 like your operator's already decked out but you get different outfits for them or is it going to be more of like this is your operator or create an operator and you can customize what they're wearing as far as like the plate carrier uh the pants things like that i i I think both would be awesome i think you know, Battlefield 2042 had the right idea with it. Like, hey, here's your here's your specialist, and you can swap this stuff out. Um, I put Call of Duty. I think would would deliver on that much better, and I'd like to see a lot more detail. Like, if I could change plate carriers and stuff, that'd be pretty cool. Especially yeah. if it goes along with like armor, right? If like X plate carrier has can only carry level two, and then like level three plus, level five, that'd be pretty neat. Yeah, World War Three does a really good job of that. They I do. mean, you can you yeah. can even change out the patches and stuff on on mm-hmm. your uniforms and stuff like that. And then yeah. yeah, the armor. I don't think the armor plates that you decide to take with you are cosmetic changes, but they definitely change gameplay with uh, your movement speed, but also what rounds you can take and stuff like that. So I think that's a mm-hmm. really another really cool decision. Um, do you want to be slower but a little tankier, or do you want to move mm-hmm. around faster but not to, able to take as much damage? Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, and Sandstorm does a great job of that too, right? Sandstorm, oh, yeah, yeah. Heavy, light plates, medium, heavy plates, and especially if 
um, people who have played the ISMC mod on PC for Sandstorm, like they in the ISMC mod, you can customize, you can select different play carriers, which is pretty cool. So um, that'd be that'd be awesome. <laughs> I'll dunk on both. Yeah, probably. I'm terrible at basketball. I always bounce it off my feet. Um, <laughs> how much cardio does Buff do in a typical day? I love cardio. A typical day, huh? Uh, on workout days, I do I do cardio. Four days, three to four days a week usually, and it's um I do the elliptical post workout three to four hundred calories depending. So it's like max thirty minutes. I don't do too much. I that's like a, not a lot of cardio. I rely mainly on my diet for the most part. But you know, three four days a week, thirty minutes max. That's about it. What do I do for cardio? Lift faster. <laughs> there you go. I love it. <laughs> uh, no, I do. Yeah, I'm just. I'm terrible at that stuff. I still do. I do like 10 minutes before to warm up of elliptical and then like That's 10 good. minutes after like cool down. That's like what I do. There's like a fine line with cardio too because if you do too much of it and stuff, it makes you look worse depending on, you know, where your diet is. It's just like it's the, the body's a weird machine. It's crazy. Yo, um, Sean asks, what IRL tactical sports do you participate in? Paintball, airsoft, nerfing, or laser tag? Uh, Any of Personally, I, I would love to do air, like the Milsim Airsoft stuff, like Airsoft Alfonso does on YouTube. I've always been interested in that. But as far as like how do I start and all that stuff is just like uh, crazy. So no, unfortunately, I don't do any of that. I mean, I shoot at the ranges, uh, but I would love to get into some some hyper realistic uh, Milsim Airsoft uh, things would be amazing. I really miss paintball, man. Like that was such a big deal when I was in high school and we played it. I played it a yeah. ton. Uh, we had some competitive teams and did tournaments and stuff like that. And like, yeah. it was just a huge deal in, in my school uh, with all my friends. I, I missed it a little bit. Paintball was really fun. Um, but yeah, I haven't cool. played in forever. Um, I'm, I'm like you, I kind of shoot real guns at the range. Um, I still really like to go. I mostly much better at shotgun shooting. So I like to go to sport, shoot sporting clays on mm. the different courses. Sporting That's clays cool. is an awesome shotgun sport because it's like it's kind of like golf where you, you walk around to the different stations and you shoot all different things, right? So like the three in the states at least, the three main shotgun sports are like ski trap and sporting clays. Yeah. So trap is where it's in the house away from you and it comes out. Ski is where it's crosses, high house and a low house, and they're mm -hmm. always the same. But sporting clays is cool because you get out and about, you walk around different stations. You're usually in and around creeks and trees and different hills and stuff, and the oh, targets sweet. come from all different places. So it's that's supposed cool. it's supposed to simulate more like hunting, like bird mm -hmm. hunting. Yeah. But it's just really cool because there's just a lot more variety to it. It's pretty challenging too, and it's just a lot of fun. To, it's I I akin it to golf where you're like walking around with your friends to the next station, yeah. and it's kind of a there's a course. That's neat. So I I really enjoy shooting sporting clays. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds fun. Yeah, exactly. Should do a sporting clays stream. What the there you go legalities cool. of that are. But that'd be cool. I I got to do a. Uh sometime this year i'm gonna do a like an at the range video i've been saying that for a while but get all geared up and get out there i did the video um i did the video with the suppressor stuff i guess i'm i'm lucky because i can shoot at my house because i live out country, oh, but, that is um, sweet i gotta really go to nice. a range <laughs> um but i have uh i did a video with the supersonic and subsonic stuff because i've had i've had people in my comments you know say that i need to do a, a IRL shooting video too so i i've it's recorded. I just don't know if I want to put it out or not. I don't know. That'd be that'd be a cool video. 
but you can really hear the difference on the camera mic yeah. like, between the subsonic. I'm sure, I'm sure especially in real life too, because I've seen some of those videos comparisons from like Grantham and others. Um, I mean, I would love to hear it in like real life and see the hear the difference because I'm sure it's like crazy. Um, it surprised me. Um, that's one of the, and I talked about it in my recordings. Like that was one of the things that surprised me the most was suppressors. I'd been around them before, so I kind of knew they're, you know, they're not as quiet as they are in the right. movies and stuff right. like that. But yeah. like the actual difference, the same like caliber, but with just changing the speed of the bullet, that, yeah. that crack is so crazy. Like it's mm -hmm. such a big difference. And that was one of the things that surprised me. I thought it'd be cool to share. Like, that was like yeah wow. i mean there's a reason right like there's a reason like parts of jsoc and stuff are, are seeming to move towards that 300 blackout uh subsonic round with like the uh the sig rattler and things like that so definitely a really very well-purposed round yeah the four i saw the 458 socom that's what that one is um oh wow is, is really nice. cool because the suppressor goes on it and then andrew clark in the in the chat uh he uh, has a bigger suppressor my suppressor doesn't have the volume to make it really quiet uh his does he's got a bigger suppressor that fits on the socom and oh, wow we have like some like 480 grain lead bullets that are s s massive massive <laughs> bullets and uh they uh are subsonic so they're still quiet but they hit like a truck man it sounds like that'd a, be awesome wow. it's really cool it's a lot of fun um i want to see that video now <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> Yeah, I I did that with my uh uh with my 38 special. So like, yeah, so I guess I still have these sitting here. Um this is like so the, this is a 38 special round like 357 sized and then this is okay. the 458 socom just the bullet. This is the projectile. And it's <laughs> it's as big as the Oh my god. 38 special. Yeah. That's crazy, man. I was showing these the people it's in the chat were learning about it. Jesus. Yeah, it's massive. It hits like a baseball man it's so loud like when it hits stuff. that's all i have it's crazy i have i never fired one but i do have a couple of uh uh they don't have any powder uh 50 cal rounds and those th 50 bmg and those things are freaking huge yeah they're crazy, crazy. but so that's that's why i went with the 458 socom when i was building that one because it's it's a it's a really cool round it's really flexible you can do that yeah you can have a massive one and shoot it quietly suppressed and still mm -hmm. have a lot of a lot of power downrange or yeah. You can do a much lighter bullet and a lot faster and still get some you can still shoot yeah. pretty long range with it so it's a it's a yeah. cool it's a cool caliber built for stopping power that round it's great fun to shoot um striking storm with the five dollar super chat thank you so much i really appreciate that mcx spear in modern warfare roman numeral two question mark definitely so the mcx spear uh with the xm5 the m5 I don't know if you're familiar. That was the the bid from Six Hour that ended up winning the NGSW program, Next Generation Squad Weapon. So that was chosen to replace the M4, you know, over the next X amount of years. It's not like it's going to happen overnight. But yeah, I would definitely expect to see the spear in the game. We saw it in Battlefield 2042. It'd also be cool to see the other bids, uh, mainly um, General Dynamics bid, that bullpup. Uh, I forgot what they called it, but I actually aesthetically liked the General Dynamic bid better than the spear so it'd be cool to see both those in the game that'd be awesome yeah the it was called the m5a3 in uh 2042 but yeah yep. it was definitely in there yep. i remember when they were showing the trailers that first trailer when i get we know now it was mckay walking around in the connex and then espinoza stabbed him dozer stabbed him and took his tags they they had yep. uh spears yep yeah oh. 
definitely cool. gonna be in the game for sure yep i gotta i gotta get my gun knowledge up hanging around you man holy cow <laughs> i'm like i uh i just grew up like shotgun sports like i shot uh collegiate uh competitively in shotgun so like That's my awesome. whole uh, my father also had a company that built uh different kinds of shotgun choke tubes so like okay. i've just cool. always been like shotguns and and the, the ballistics of those i'm not as good with like uh knowing about rifles and stuff like i yeah it's i can shoot them and i enjoy them and i know the main ones but i don't know all the different military builds and styles and stuff i also have like a little bit of a photographic memory too so like i i I, if i read something and like invest the time to like understand it like i i know it like the back of my hand so like i can pull all this crap out of my head no problem That's awesome. You're gonna you're gonna make a great co-host because I'll just let you handle all the gun questions. <laughs> all the all the gun stuff, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so no, that's awesome. But yeah, are there any other questions in chat? I've really enjoyed our talk today. We've been going kind of long. Wow, hour and forty three. Holy crap. I didn't know that. Sorry. It was a good show. We had a like good topics. It's gonna be a, I mean, I, I I would suspect we'll probably go longer next week. There's gonna be a lot to cover next week with the battlefield yeah. content and everything. It's gonna be nuts. There'll be a lot Easy to week. talk about. There'll be a yeah. lot to talk about next week. So we'll, we'll have to set yeah. aside some time for sure because we'll mm-hmm. we'll need to talk about that. I mean, we can do another Sunday show too if it works for you going a little bit longer. Um, but we'll have that to talk about, Summer Games Fest to talk about. Um, and I'm I'm looking, I'm hopeful there's some like little tidbits, right? Like, so there's still there's still some shooters that are floating around out there, like the stuff from Embark Studios mm-hmm. um, that we're still waiting for that, that are rumored to be doing internal testing and stuff like that. So yeah. there could be some other shooters that we don't even know that we see. So there's going to be yeah. um, stuff to talk about there. I hope we see that. And then again, the Call of Duty and see, to see it. We'll definitely pull up some analytics and see if season one brought 2042 back. Yeah. Out of yeah. yeah, be fun to see. We'll see, see, see if that makes any waves. Yeah. It was a great stream for this small program program. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Striken says it is, but it's just a regular MCX as far as he can tell. Is there a difference between the MCX and the spear or is it? Uh, I mean, aesthetically, they look very similar. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's a difference. The, the spear is firing a 6.8 by 51 millimeter. The MCX Virtus series is a 5.6 by 45 NATO. And, and uh, you know, some of the some of the aesthetics are, are different for sure. But relatively, I mean, it's the same. It's the same AR platform like, essentially. Platform, yeah. Um, Stalker series run back, yeah. Stalker two, uh, we might see some stuff on that too. Yeah, um, that'd be cool. I never played the original ones, but they look cool. It's got that same, got that same look to it as Tarkov, yeah. kind of. I like watching the gameplay. I haven't played any, but uh, the, whatever new ones are going to be coming out, I want to jump into that. I might want to jump into it. It also seems like it also seems like a kind of game that I would like to watch someone stream uh, just yeah. as much as play it almost it's kind of got that vibe to it yeah it's a lot um, of fun to watch i just watch random videos once in a while that pop up yeah they, it did get delayed right due to all the stuff going on is there a ukrainian i think studio? so yeah i think so i think you're right but i think they were back on track with development but i do think it was probably a little bit delayed unfortunate but yeah so we'll have all that stuff to talk about next week there could yeah there could be stuff about that um it would also be it would also be really neat to see something with the rumored star wars first person shooter because we haven't had one of those like ever because all the battlefronts have been Mm -hmm. third person so something there's that out there floating around um that's a possibility and there's just a lot of little things and then you know the big three battlefield tarkov and of course modern warfare 2 Mm -hmm. 
a lot yep. of stuff. Is, uh, Striking says, the difference for me is the spear has a regular charging handle and a side charging one as well, but the regular MCX does not. So I have one. Yeah, that's definitely a big difference. So the spear has not only a regular AR uh, rear charging handle, but it does have a side charging handle as well, which is non-reciprocating, thank God. <laughs> they learned from the SCAR program. Cool. Sad balls, get them. This is your <laughs> yeah, time. Just, the bots are right here at, at the end. end. At the end, it's his time Popping to shine. Right what is there that? There it goes. Boom. So, so like, so like YouTube can't even like figure that out. That's insane. We had a relatively that was the first time all stream, surprisingly, compared to yeah. last time. So that was pretty good. Had a good. That run. was pretty <laughs> good. We made it to the end. Sad balls yeah. was here to get him out of here. Yeah, that's what you missed last week. Sad balls, they were everywhere, dude. Like the whole time. And then yeah, now where bad. I have the chat on the screen, like it stays up on the screen until people <laughs> talk more. Uh, at least it's just emojis thank god yeah yeah no kidding so then so then at last week i was just like typing g's in the chat like real fast just to, like, yeah there he goes he's got make it. it like to get it like up yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Perfect. so yep thanks for being here sad balls you did it man yeah we needed it there's integrated canted iron sights on there too oh that's cool like built into the frame uh the just spear, the yeah i think i think they're they're on the they're on the top of katini of flip up uh like emboss sites yeah so but i think they can be removed because i think they're they're rail mounted but i need to check again Cool. no i look forward to getting into all that and uh staying staying up on your videos and stuff because I'll, I'll probably learn something as a as a shotgun nerd i'll probably learn <laughs> a lot more about uh rifles and stuff like that but yeah, so yeah, I appreciate sure I'll, it. I'll learn some shotgun stuff. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for having me back. Little co-host role, I'm loving it. So it's definitely yeah. uh, good fun for sure. Yeah, like I said, uh, you're welcome to co-host with me until you get tired of me, which I understand. <laughs> but yeah, I think nah, I think it'll be great, it. man. Like as as the show hopefully grows and and we get more comfortable around each other, I think we'll have a lot of fun on here. Um, Absolutely. Definitely have yeah. the knowledge to back it up that uh, complements my BS quite well. And. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it'll be a ton of fun. So thank you guys, everyone, for being here. Thanks for all the chats. Thank you for 26 likes. Thank you guys uh, so much for the super chats. Um, I really, really, really appreciate that. That's incredibly kind of you. And uh, yeah, it was an awesome stream. Again, really quickly, stay tuned to Buff's channel. Link is in the description. If you're list if you're the one podcast listener and you made it this far, gee, you're just an absolute stud. Thank you so much for listening. All of the links are in show notes, descriptions of videos of VODs everywhere. Buff's channel, check it out, subscribe to it, hit the bell, and he'll keep you updated for everything going on this week um, that's going on with Summer Games Fest in relation to Tarkov and Modern Warfare 2. And then um, the next week, either Sunday or Monday, stay tuned to the socials and we'll let you know. Uh, I'll talk to Buff and work out a time and we'll react to everything that went on and talk about yep. it and stuff. Uh, super, super thankful for you guys. Um, yeah. That's it, I think. Anything to add before we go? No, I'm really excited uh, for the week and definitely jumping in next week and covering all this with you. It's going to be one heck of an episode, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) It should be fun. So, all right, guys, we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you in a week. Thanks, everyone.